Good afternoon. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker, Bakes Takes Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's a Saturday, September 4th. Hope you're having a great long Labor Day weekend. Have fun. And um, this will come out the Tuesday after Labor Day. So uh, enjoy. Uh, why I do this? My sons, Bobby and Jack, 24, 23 years old. They'd ask me questions while they were in their business programs in, in college. And uh, I'd help them out. Their friends would join in. And uh, they know I've, I went through the 87 crash. I've got 30 years of working in mutual funds and, and, and hedge funds, uh, managing money. And uh, the 87 crash told me I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't like that. So I went back to school literally for my MBA and figuratively read uh, you know, hundreds of books uh, and, and uh, really discovered and, and refined my knowledge of technical analysis, reading charts, looking at patterns and volume. And uh, I use the fundamental second. I do a lot of fundamental work, which I hope you'll appreciate as we go into the show. But I go technical analysis first, fundamental second. It's not right or wrong. It works for me. You decide if it works for you. Uh, I read the journal, Barron's, The Economist. I listen to dozens of podcasts. I devour relevant newsletters. I monitor what my Google alerts bring. And I point you to those, uh, but know that I give attribution. And But I'm doing that work for you if you don't want to do it or you don't have the time. And hopefully this half hour encapsulates the work that I do over the course of the week and produces some money-making ideas. And I, I think it does, and we'll go into that too. I have no conflicts. I eat home cooking. Uh, tell me what your pain points are, uh, problems you like solve, topics I should cover. Uh, I really appreciate your feedback. And thank you especially to Charlie Justin Murph from this Luddite. Uh, I know I'm very frustrating to deal with. My poor producer, Mike Wilson, is, is smiling slash frowning at the same time because he knows I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm technically illiterate. Uh, but... We're gonna, but thank you for your help for getting the 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 website and Patreon and and uh, uh, Discord all ready to rock and roll, which should happen uh, hopefully in the next two three weeks. Uh, we're always gonna do this free version, but the premium version is gonna be uh, more tailored to what you're looking for, especially focusing on your stocks, your ETFs. Uh, a weekly call with me on Discord. I'll teach you technical analysis. I'll, I'll take your feedback into into designing the show. Uh, suggest guests I should reach out to. I'll send a text like I send to my sons whenever I uh, buy or sell anything or when I make discoveries, 610-331-4283. And what really is the, is the kicker, I'm going to sing happy birthday to you. And I'll guarantee you to bring a smile to your face. It always brings a smile to mine. And uh, none of the other podcast guys that you uh, listen to are doing that for you. So, And it'll give us a great you know, excuse to chat uh, outside of, of the confines of, of uh, you know, charts and investing and what have you. So my disclaimer, this is an investment advice. Please conduct and share your own due diligence. Uh, fan mail. We didn't get anything new this week, but uh, someone, I can't recall who it was, I apologize, asked about Coinbase last week. And we put the chart up. Here it is from last week with all the lines that I drew. And I talked about it and I said the IPO was a fiasco that it spiked ridiculously in the in the uh, Bitcoin slash crypto mania that was going on at the time. And it descended into a base, and we're basing right now. And I said, 261 looks like the floor to me. 280 looks like the ceiling. Uh, you know, uh, support or resistance, to use the proper technical terms. And I said, it looks promising, this volume pickup that got us to 280, it looks interesting to me. And obviously, crypto is, is, is constantly in the news, so this is the number one way to participate in crypto, it seems like to me. So, segue to this week, 
and uh, you know, here we go. I mean, I'm, I, I've got a pretty good eye for this stuff. We're at 278, and if you go to the YouTube channel, you can see the red arrows that I've, I've drawn here. Uh, the volume continues to pick up on the updates, which I, I always like to see. And so we're approaching last week's levels that I mentioned, the 280 level. And so, and this is a, 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 a you know a good example of the kind of things I'll be doing in the in the uh, in Bakes Takes Plus, where I'll I'll be really focused on your stocks, your ideas. I'll keep monitoring them, and in case you know you're not paying attention, I'll say, hey, take a look at this. This is hitting new highs. The volume looks good. It looks like it's launching, and uh, I'll 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 add I'll make you more money than I'm going to charge you. Believe me. Uh, so uh, Coin is getting better. Coinbase. Uh, maybe it's because Ethereum seems to be outperforming Bitcoin. It seems to be gaining more attention, more market share. It's outperforming, uh, perhaps because of its of its widespread use in NFTs. Although the NFT market seems like it's calmed down dramatically. My caveat with this signal that I'm seeing here in the Coinbase stock chart is it's the last day before Labor Day, which is always slow, and so I always kind of give a, an asterisk to that. We'll learn a lot more next week and going through the month of September. Now, I also know that maybe it's sniffing out some good things with crypto, and crypto trades 24-7. So uh, we'll, uh, I'll stay tuned, you stay tuned, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, I'll guide you well with, with Coinbase. Um, so again, uh, you know, this is a good example for Bakes Takes Plus. I'll monitor your stocks and ETFs and alert you of things that I see that could indicate buy and sell points. And I think that'll add a lot of value. Uh, my take here, crypto volatility is not going away, surely. Uh, and Ethereum uh, is interesting. And Coinbase seems to me to be like the the on-ramp for crypto the way that AOL was the on-ramp for the internet in the 90s. And it, it's... Um, it's almost like uh, picks and axes in the gold rush. You almost don't care who wins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, or other. Uh, Coinbase is going to take their tolls and, um, and, and I, I think go, go north eventually. So we'll see what happens. And, and please give me your suggestions for what you'd like for my, my Bakes Takes Plus, my working title here. Share this with your Robinhood friends, your Reddit friends, and fire away with stocks ideas, and I'll offer a strategy for those as well. My uh, themes and groups. Here's the portfolio. Uh, I couldn't be more transparent. We're up seven, uh, sorry, up ten percent plus year to date. Uh, that's versus the three point nine seven for the uh, global hedge fund index HFRX. Uh, I'm free, and uh, those hedge funds charge uh, two two and twenty. That means two percent of the assets and twenty percent of the profits, and uh, we're doing really well, in my opinion. Uh, we have one red ETF. It's not down 15%. Uh, that's the, I'm short, the MSCI emerging growth. Um, I think it's going to work out, but if it doesn't and it goes down 15%, I'm very dispassionately going to shoot it like old Yeller and move on to other things. Uh, my, one of the main focuses of this week is uranium. Uh, URNM, the, uh, the North Shore uh, 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 Uranium Trust, it's up 145% since inception. So, folks, you know, we're doing something right here. My eye is working really well. And, and the uranium story I find fascinating, and I hope you do too. Uh, URA is another uranium uh, uh, ETF, up 101%. This is from since inception, to be fair. Copper up 28%. But, uh, you know, I'm doing this with a fair amount of conservatism, 
where we've got 35% in cash, I'm 10% short SPACs, and, and 10% short emerging markets. And so I want, I want to frame this as I'm your hedge fund, or I can, I can help you create your hedge fund. And I want to be sort of like Ray Dalio's Bridgewater's all-weather fund, uh, where I want to make money every year. I've said this before, but it's worth uh, you know uh, reinforcing for me. I want to make money when the market's down, and that's really tough to do. And I know that it's been 10 years of up. And so a lot of you out there haven't seen when the, the 30% when stocks go down. Well, when they go down, they go down really, really hard. And, you know, the next time the Fed has to do something, maybe their, their ammo doesn't work the way it did last year, and we're going to have some problems. I'm not predicting that. I don't see any signs of that. But that's how I think. I want to make money every year. We were up 13% plus in the back half of 2020 after we started the portfolio, and we're up 10% plus so far this year. We're compounding positive gains and, uh, and are frankly, having fun doing it. So uh, I hope this appeals to you, and I hope you can uh, take something from this that that uh, makes you money. Now, I sent this, this out via social media last week. Uh, my 10 reasons for investing in uranium, U-R-N-M is the uh, the main vehicle that I utilize here. Please go to the show notes and click on the YouTube channel. It's three minutes. I won't go through it here, but the 10 reasons I have are still very much intact. And the reason I bring that up is this week was phenomenal for uranium. Uh, again, URNM is up 145% since inception. Uh, and this look at the weekly chart. Here's our buy, my buy, at uh, a little over $30 back in July of last year. And uh, just a clear, clear, precise breakout point. And then here's the March to to $74.95 to to close out the week. So uh, I'm absolutely thrilled, and I think there's more to come. So next is the daily chart of URNM. We're up 74% year-to-date. And, uh, uh, you know, here's the arrow on uh, January 1 at around $42, I believe, and then marching up to to the current close. And I want you to pay attention to the arrows I've drawn here with how, especially this past week, this has acted. We closed at the highs on virtually every day last week. So not only was there buying enthusiasm in the emotional first half hour, in the last hour, investors were were so strident about getting into the position, they just bid it up and closed at the high of the day. And then you have gaps here that really suggest, you know, really strong buying demand culminating into a gap of new high on the biggest volume we've seen thus far. So it's about as pretty a chart as you can ask for. And the technical action is terrific. And that's obviously my bread and butter. So uh, I hope you're here. If not, and I, I think there's more to go, and we'll go into that you know, right now. I had 10 reasons before, and now I'm going to turn it up to 11, and I'm going to betray my age. That's a reference to Spinal Tap. I also play guitar. But you know, if, if a Marshall stack that goes to 10 is great, but if, if Nigel can get it to 11, he's going to get it to 11, and you're going to say, okay, Boomer, well, that's fine, but I found uranium and you didn't. Uh, the, 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 what's new is, and the, and the 11th reason to be excited about uranium is this, is the spot, the Sprott physical uranium trust. And this is an ETF that it, it trades on the Toronto. It does not trade in the U S right now. And I don't know why, uh, but so be it. It's so new. I couldn't find a chart in my, in my service, but, um, 
this is an ETF that is out there uh, offering investors a way to buy and own physical uranium. And obviously storage is, and regulatory reasons are, are uh, pretty substantial here. But here is an ETF that goes out and, and takes in the, the, the investors' inflows and buys uranium. And it feels like they're buying it every day. Spot has gone gone from uh, you know low 30s to close 38 at, on, uh, on, on Friday. And this gives you an indication of what can happen here. The gold, this is on the, the YouTube channel, the gold ETF, GLD, can't believe this. It's 17 years old. It came out in 2004 at $45. And now here we are at 171 And it buys the physical uh, metal, gold, uh, in, in this fund. It is now $58 billion in assets as, as the number one gold ETF. And there's other gold ETFs out there that, frankly, Sprott manages as well. So this is just one indication. The Uranium Trust is two months old, and it's a billion dollars, maybe even a little bit less than a billion dollars. So when institutional investors finally wake up to this and say, hey, I want to participate in this multi-year bull market, this is going to be the easiest way for them to do it, to get into the metal. And I'll go into this more. Uh, John Quakes on Twitter. Uh, please follow me on Twitter, but also John Quakes. He's all uranium all the time and, and is extraordinarily prolific. Covered the, the, the action with the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust. Pointed to Cantor Fitzgerald becoming even more bullish on this. So it, this is really starting to uh, to take off, and and I think that we're in inning three or four of uh, of this next move. And why invest in uranium? You know, here's another uh, take. And to be fair, this is from the Sprott fact sheet. Go to the nuclear energy. There we go. Thank you, Mike. Uh, this is from the Sprott uh, uh, fact sheet. But it's, you know, facts are stubborn things. Uh, nuclear energy produces the least amount of, of, of carbon equivalent emissions, and it's better than every other fuel source out there. So, uh, again, I'm going to uh, Im- implore you, especially younger people, if you're ESG-focused, I think uranium has to be in your wheelhouse. It's going to be twofold. It's very environmentally friendly, and the the ability to profit here is higher than anything that I see, certainly in EVs. This is ESG uh, where you do good and you make a lot of money. And that's, you know, I get a little, you know, teary-eyed just thinking about that. Uh, you know, and here's a great chart also from the fact sheet. This is the last, this is going back to the 60s for for uranium, and the title here is New Uranium Bull Market May Be Emerging. And uh, in the 70s, that bull market took a little over five years. Uranium, the metal, went up 629%. And then, unfortunately, we had in 1979, Three Mile Island, and in 86 in Chernobyl. And there haven't been any nuclear accidents or anything to speak of since 1986. Even Fukushima in 2011, there wasn't a nuclear problem. It was a flooding problem. So in the 2000s, that bull market went up 1,801% over six and a half years. Now, even though we've made substantial gains, we're up 83% in 4.7 years. This is why I think that five to eight times the metal from here is reasonable. If we go approach the the uh, all-time highs, that's a that's a five bagger, 
And I think, you know, eight times from the low is reasonable as well. And that's the metal itself. The stocks that URNM holds will go up even more because you have the, the price of the metal going up, the revenue line expanding, it rips through the income statement, earnings explode, and then the earnings multiple explodes, and we go up even more than the metal itself. So the risk-reward is about as good as I've ever seen in an investment theme in my life. So here's my take. I like all my themes. Copper, still bullish. Shorting SPACs, shorting emerging markets, uh, uh, tags, the, the, the soft commodities, uh, corn and wheat and so forth. But I'm going to be as subtle as a 2x4 like usual by URNM even up here. I discover ideas like this all the time. Please subscribe and share. I'm going to go through 1,700 plus charts already started this weekend, and we'll let you know what I find next week. So uh, really appreciate that. And so uh, cut your losses, let your winners run, like uranium. And I'm sorry this became the uranium show, but I don't see it showing up uh, many places. It isn't on the Wall Street bets boards. I don't see it showing up in, in, in top Robinhood accounts. And I don't see CNBC talking about this. So I'm going to. Uh, uh, am I being vague? No, okay. Uh, that's the show, folks. Please also subscribe to my Bake Stakes YouTube channel. The audio is the same, but the charts that I reference are on the screen. Follow us on Twitter, at Bakestakes underscore, and other social media. Please, please use your voice memo app and tape your questions and email to bakes at bakestakespodcast.com. Or write in if you prefer. I'll keep you anonymous if you'd like. Thank you for listening. Mike Wilson is my producer. Thank you as always. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Have a great week. This is Bakes. And for my Beacon segment, uh, this this really brings a smile to my face. This is personal. Uh, Travis Tritt, great country singer. And he has a great song called It's a Great Day to Be Alive, which by itself is wonderful. But it's one of those songs that when the boys were 7, 8, 9, and I was traveling to... Uh, every little league field on the planet, it felt like we'd be singing this at the top of our lungs. It brings a smile to my face to this day, and I hope you enjoy it. And he sings it live on the link that I, I provided here, and uh, it's better live than than the studio version, like most songs in my view. And for much needed levity, uh, I know I'm dating myself, but I've already gone to the boomer depths, so I'm going to keep going. Uh, Chris Farley, may he rest in peace, and Adam Sandler doing their lunch lady skit on Saturday Night Live is just funny as hell, in my opinion. So have a great Labor Day. Keep smiling. I'll see you soon. Take care. God bless. Bye now. (laughs) 